welcome and thanks for tuning in to Real Rap Radio and I'm your host Andre Boone and today we have for you in this in this uh, episode on Real Rap Radio is the accountability for authority and according to WHYY Delaware County Black Caucus calls for officers involved in fatal shooting of eight eight-year-old to be fired. Once again, I will say, the Delaware County Black Caucus calls for officers involved in fatal shooting of eight-year-old to be fired. And the and the story was originally appeared on. ABC News. It says here, members of the Delaware County Black Caucus held a news conference on Thursday calling for the officers involved in fatal shooting of a young girl outside of a football stadium last month to be fired. Earlier this week, earlier this week, Delaware County District Attorney Jack Stolsteamer said initial ballistics analysis has concluded with near certainty that it was officers' gunfire that killed eight-year-old Fanta Bellitti at Academy Park High School on August 27th. Stolsteamer said the incident began with a shooting about a block away from the football stadium on the 900th block of Coach Street. At the same time of the shootings, authorities said a vehicle turned onto Coach Street directly in front of three Sharon Hill Barrow police officers. We have concluded that the gunfire combined with the movement of the vehicle precip- precipitated responsive gunfire from the Sharon Hill police officers, Stolsteamer said. Now, Pennsylvania State Senator Anthony Williams is joining other members of the Delaware County Black Caucus who stress the significance of this investigation towards moving towards a grand jury. If the grand jury is going to operate in secretly and privacy due to their work, that means everyone should keep their nose, hands, opinions, and pressure out of the DA's office and away from the grand jury, Williams said. The call for a grand jury would compel uncooperative witnesses to come to come forward and single and and singles signals the possibility of criminal charges being filed. We'll be we'll, we'll be able to tell the whole story of what happened that night, Stolsteamer said. According to Stolsteamer, it's believed that four of the five gunshot victims, including Fanta, were struck by shots fired by the Sharon Hill police police officers. The final forensic reports have not been released. Sources have told Action News that no no weapon was found after this after a search of the of the vehicle and its occupants. Shockingly, no one was hit in the car. Attorney Bruce Castor is representing the two women 
who were in the car as well as the Belitti family. Both women in the car were cut up on their bodies, one severely on her arm from flying glass, Castor said. Castor said the Belitti family, once the, once the officers involved, fired and said an apology would mean little at this, in, at this juncture. It's too late, it's too little, too late, he said. And that's from the attorney of uh, the Blitty family. And we just like to, I like to elaborate a little more on this situation. And to note that this is another black life lost to law enforcement. And this should be another eye opener for law enforcement. And it is upon them to do the right thing in reference to this situation. This is the eight-year-old girl won't get a chance to live her life to its fullest potential. We all, some of us may know that, you know, that he above the heavens and the earth don't make any mistakes. What should be done is accountability. That's what should be implemented, not done, but implemented. Law enforcement, especially, specifically here, in reference to this situation, in Delaware County, in Pennsylvania, Yeah, they have to do the right thing. They have to do the right thing. Because an apology just, we're not, it's just not going to be enough. Accountability, an ongoing accountability is what it should be. There's too many, too many lives being lost to law enforcement in the last past three years, four, five, six years or so. We can go further and further back. We want to get deep into it. But we want to focus on the situation here. This tragic situation involving an eight-year-old girl who lost her life. due to law enforcement's bullets. It's not right. And accountability should, should be implemented. So, yeah, the district attorney 
He has a job to do. And so all you voters, when you go to that poll, remember, Mr. Jack Stolsteamer runs. Pay attention to this case and how he handles it. Along with other cases as well, which I'm not fully aware of. However, being that he said initial ballistics analysis has concluded with near certainty that it was officer's gunfire that killed eight-year-old Fanta Bolitti at Academy Park High School on August 27th. This is the words that came from the, the Delaware County District Attorney. It came from your mouth. You need to do the right thing. And that officer should lose his job. Sorry is not enough. I'm pretty sure if it was his child, he wouldn't just want to be accepted sorry. He would want justice to the fullest extent that the law would allow. He would want that. And that's just my opinion. However, but that's what should be held for fontability. Justice. So it's definitely upon those to be aware and spread the word and if you're tired then now is the time to rise up and express I disapprove of law enforcement not being held accountable. It's time for them to be, for law enforcement to be held accountable for their actions. A football game? Now we're going to football games and gunshots from law enforcement are striking civilians where absolutely nothing to do with anything. It's unacceptable. And that officer, officers that were involved. Should be fired. No exceptions. It's a loss of life. A 
training sh should have been implemented. That's why they have training. So these type of situations don't happen. You gotta look at the people who train in these offices. Look at them too. They gave the okay. For them to have a firearm. So <clears throat> you're a real rap radio. We wish the we wish well for the Bloody family and hope that they have patience during this, during this trying situation of theirs and know that with every difficulty comes ease. And we hope that they find patience during this trying time. be trying time for all black people and the call for accountability should be at an all time high so I want to end it off with that I want to thank the listeners for tuning in and listening we ask you to keep, that you keep tuning in and listening to the podcast. We ask that you support the podcast. And there'll be more updates on this situation that I will bring. If possible, God willing. So, with that being said, until next time, God willing, stay safe, protect yourself, and others. Okay. Welcome, and thanks for tuning in to Real Rap Radio. And I am your host, Andre Boone. And today on this episode is a seg this will be a segment, the second segment to a previous episode that we had that I that, that was uh, aired a few weeks ago. Actually, a few days ago, it's a continuance of the accountability for authority. This will be the second segment. <clears throat> and the segment focuses on. Police brutality, and it's in reference to an incident that took place in Dayton, Ohio, concerning an 
African American black man. Having his civil rights violated. with the NAACP at the body camera video shown police officers pulling him out of his car by his hair and arms after he refused officers orders during a, a traffic stop late last month which would be in September when this incident took place you go to CNN, you, you will see the uh, footage as well. He goes on to say, officers said they pulled Owensby over because he was seen leaving a suspect, a suspected drug house police were uh, monitoring. Owensby accused the Dayton Police uh, Department for profiling unlawful arrest, illegal search and seizure, and failure to read him his rights before being taken to jail. Dayton Unit and NAACP President Derek Forward said at an interview conference, an interview, uh, at a news conference, excuse me, they, they dragged me to their vehicle like a dog, like trash. Clifford Owensby, who's 39, said at a news conference on Sunday, Owensby received a citation for failure to, re to restrain a child and for having tinted glass as a result of the incident, according to uh, court records. A child was in the car with Owensby at the time of the incident but it is unclear if the child is related to him. Owensby pleaded not guilty on Friday, according to his attorney James Willis. James Will, James Willis. I just want to go back, <clears throat> and when they re when CNN reported that there was a child in the car. They, uh, they wasn't sure the child was related to him. I just want to make the record clear that that child that was in the car happened to be Mr. Clifford Owensby's son. Okay. The police dragged the man out 
out of a car who happens to be a, a, para, a, para, a, a paraplegic. He happens to be disabled with his son. And law enforcement violated his civil rights by pulling him out of the car without any probable cause. And they'll go on, they'll go on and prove that as we uh, go further. <clears throat> as it says, that the, uh, it says here that the, the attorney of Mr. Owens, the, uh, Mr. Uh, Derek Ford, Oh, not, not Derek Ford, he's not the attorney, I'm, um, I apologize for that. The, uh, the attorney of Mr. Owensby said, uh, who happens to be uh, James Willis, he said he plans to file a, a civil lawsuit. I think that's the right, the right thing to do as well. And also, what goes on to say, he said, it, it said uh, it'll take a little time to do some investigation, but we'll probably get something filed in the next month, Willis said Monday. Forward told CNN's Aaron Bur uh, Burnett on Monday that they, that they, are, they, are, they are not act, they are not calling the incident a case of racial profiling because the officer pulled Owensby out of the car was black, okay, so it wasn't just uh, uh, white officers, it was also black officers, but as we said, we want to focus on the accountability for authority, regardless of what color that they may come from, if they violate that very oath that they committed to then they should be accountable for it no questions asked <clears throat> okay and as it goes on to say CNN has reached out to district attorneys to the district attorney's office to ask if Owensby will be charged the officers involved who have not been and identified remain on duty while an investigation is underway, said Dayton Police Department spokes, spokesperson Kara uh, Zinski, Zinski niece. On Friday, Dayton Police Department released a nearly 12-minute video of the body camera footage taken from the September 30th incident. Officers called for a narcotics uh, detention canine unit because they observed Owensby leave, leave a suspected drug house in the area that they've been monitoring. Dayton Police 
Major Brian Johns said in a, in a recorded statement, I was under the impression that I was pulled over for a tent, so I was expecting for them to write me a ticket and get and, and then be and, and then be be let and then be let go. Owens be told CNN on Monday, referring to the tent in his windows. Johns Johns said, based on his past felony drugs and weapons uh, history, coupled with their observation, he had left the residence in question. The officers requested a narcotic uh, detection canine to conduct a free air sniff when a, when a dog smells around the outside of the vehicle. Dayton Police Department policy requires the occupants of the vehicle to exit for, for their own safety and the safety of the canine officer to perform this free air sniff, John says. According to the video short, uh, shortly after the radio call, one of the officers returned to Owensby who is in the driver's seat and asks him to step out. Owensby refused, then tells the officer he can't because he's paralyzed. I'm a paraplegic. Owensby says, I, I got help getting in. <clears throat> and you will, and when you, and when you go to, if, you know, if you happen to go to CNN and look on at the footage, you'll see how they have him on the ground, pent to the pavement. paralyzed you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to probably tell that he's paralyzed because he's on the ground but he told the police officers that he was paralyzed and so they didn't have the decency to do to was at least you know allow him to get some assistance or call for him to get some assistance if they didn't want to assist him in a proper manner. <clears throat> also, you can probably put in there it was excessive force being used as well. Okay. Now the uh goes on to say the officers tells Owensby he will he <clears throat> the officers tells Owensby he will assist him in getting out of the vehicle, but Owensby tells the officer not to touch him and requests the officers to call a superior. The officers respond by saying he will call his superior, but Owensby must get out of the car first. So so you can cooperate and get out of the car. Or I, will, or I will drag you out of the car. You see two. Mm, you see two. You see your two options here. The officers tell yells at uh, Owensby, who repeats his request for the officers to call a superior. Second, later two officers grab Owensby, and and a struggle ensues. 
One of the officers grabs him by the arm and collar and then grabs his hair and drags him out of the vehicle. Owensby is seen in the video in the video struggling on the pavement, yelling for help. As the two officers proceeded to subdue him, I was in fear of my life. All I could do was just close my eyes and grab and grab the steering, the steering, the steering wheel. And I and I prayed to God in my head, Owensby said. John said, which is the major of the police department in uh, Dayton, he, John said Owensby was taken to the local hospital where he, where he was examined for possible injuries and released. The police major also said officers re- retrieved a bag of cash from Owensby's vehicle containing $22,000 over $22,000. Owensby said, Sunday, the, mo- the money was, Owensby said, uh, Sunday, the money was given, it was given to him, it was from the savings, and no weapons or drugs were found in the search. He was not charged with any drug-related offense. I can't I can't get past the fact that I've been humiliated like that and they do and and they do anyone like that. Treat them any treat any citizen in in Dayton, Ohio, or anywhere else like that, he said. Wow. And this is uh got to the point where the mayor even had to get involved. And it goes on to say, Dayton Mayor calls video very concerning. And says here, Dayton Mayor Nan Wally issued a statement Sunday acknowledging the need for thorough investigation. The video of the police interaction is very concerning. Wally told CNN on Sunday, that is, that is why immediately following this incident, the city released the body camera footage. Everyone involved is owed a thorough investigation, and one is already underway. The incident shows why our community-led police reforms uh, process, which includes providing transparency, is more important than ever. The goal is always to in- ensue, ensure our police force has the resources to do the, to, to do its job while treating all of our, of our citizens with dignity and respect wally said willis owensby's attorney said he believes the actions of the police were illegal i think it was illegal and was unnecessary brutal given the fact that they were fully they were fully they were aware fully that he can't get out of the car on his own, the attorney said. Forward, the Dayton NAACP said the officer's actions were erroneous. 
a perpetual traffic stop regarding the tent on his window should not have led to a citizen within these United States of America in the 21st century to be dragged out of his, out of out of the car like an animal forward said the situation was clearly unnecessary the officer should have been put on administrative leave immediately until a full investigation ensued now that was the that concluded that uh, article <clears throat> so we have another situation there's another situation that arrives that a black man is being violated an African American man is being violated a citizen who's a taxpayer is being violated. A resident is being violated by the very ones who are who took an oath to protect and serve. So where's the protecting? Where's the serve at? Where's that? Where's the integrity? Where are these things? So the the Mr. Nan Wally? Yes. Is this 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 situation is concerning? But you said it was. You need to do the right thing. You owe it to the city of Dayton. You owe it to Ohio. And you owe it to the world. Because you're an authoritative figure. And you must do the right thing by leading with an example. But here we go. We have to be in fear. We stopped at a traffic light. Is this going to be another situation where I'm choked to death? I'm strangled? I'm beaten um and then they, and then it'll be in the name of resistance a person that's paralyzed gets violated so What's next? What what next is to be? It should be accountability. That's what's next. And the Dayton Police Department should be held accountable for these actions. 
because these offices it represents the department so yes accountability should be implemented so that would kind of top it off with that situation we'll come back with another situation okay so now we'll move along on to the next despicable situation and despicable individual and reported uh, in the rap John Gruden out as Raiders coach after racist and homophobic email surface John Gruden was John Gruden used racist and homophobic slurs in emails with those in the league during his days as a broadcaster for ESPN Monday Night Football, a New York Times report found. Shortly after the story came out on Monday, Gruden stepped down as coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. NFL reporter Tom Passerio and Sports Center's and Sports Center reported Monday, the Times the, the Times story comes a few days, an email that Gruden sent in 2011 when he used racist terms to uh, denounce Demarcus Smith, the executive director of the NFL, of the NFL Players Association. When when asked about it over the weekend, Gruden admitted he went too far, but that he didn't have a blade of racism in his body. <laughs> really? But the Times found multiple incidents of Gruden using derogatory terms in emails with those around the league, including former Washington football team executive Bruce Allen. Gruden criticized players who, who knelt during the national anthem denounced the hiring of female referees, and at least one instance said that Ames shouldn't be pursued to draft queers. A reference, a reference to Michael Sam, who came out shortly before he he was drafted in the, in the seventh round by the St. Louis Rams. The email was the emails were sent between 2011 and 2018. All of which were where uh, all of which were Gruden was a broadcaster for ESPN. The comments are clearly repugnant under any circumstances. An ESPN spokes, spokesperson said in, a, in an email statement to the rap on Monday. In the emails, Gruden referred to the NFL commissioner Roger Goodell as a faggot. And an anti-football pussy. And said that former players like 
former player Eric Reed, who along with Colin Kaepernick was one of the most notable players who protested during the national anthem should be fired. Gruden was hired by the then Oakland Raiders where he was the head coach from 1998 to 2001 before the 2018 season. The team moved to Las Vegas last year, <clears throat> which was in 2020. So, Chuck, you want to play, huh? Well, he's playing, he, he, he played himself, so he might as well put a quarter in his ass. I mean, he knows exactly what, what, what he, how he felt when he made those comments. He said he went too far. From 2011 to 2018, yeah, that is far. A whole lot of that's that, that, that's a lot of years, and all and a lot of emails. So, for all those players he coached, how you feeling right now? For all those assistant coaches who were of color and of different backgrounds that he, you know, offended. How you feeling about him? Oh, yeah, Raider Nation. How y'all feeling? Chucky represented you. All those in the black hole, huh? You still, still going, you still going, you still going to rock out with old Chucky? Huh? We don't know what the emails, all of the emails that were, uh, that, that was uh, put out there. It wasn't reported. However, he did it. And he did it for years. And then he has the, the nerve to say he went too far, but he doesn't have a racist bone in his body. So why would you make the statements? Hmm? What's the excuse? Oh, I'm, I'm, only, I'm only human? That's what we're going to use. There was a lot of people that looked up to you. A lot of people that followed your playbook. This is like a big slap in the face. Me personally, kind of knew you wasn't right. 
when you and Keyshawn Johnson was going through it. It was just a matter of time that it was going to come out. The truth going to come to light. I guess that $100 million, you know what I'm saying, blinded you. Huh? I guess you can forget about that. Because any company be a fool to pick you up. I mean, you know, you just, you know, you think you just got the world by the balls, huh? Just say what you want to say. Do what you want to do. But there's rules to this. And you violated it. <laughs> yeah. And I want to give an A plus to the NFL. For bringing it to light. But they was on it. It was definitely on it. And also, giving a shout out to the Raiders, Las Vegas Raiders organization. If I'm not mistaken, Mr. Davis, after that, after this came out, he went up to that facility. And he stopped all movement. Then Chucky had to walk up out of there. Should have been thrown in the black hole, but you know, that's another situation. <clears throat> Not that I'm encouraging any violence, but however, that's where that's where it can that's what it can lead to. Once again, I'm not encouraging you know, any type of hostility. So, what do people think? I mean, what is what is what is what? Like people think that they're just gonna. Just make these statements and just, you know, that is and you know, you're gonna get away with it. Then you're gonna do you know, thing times is changing. It's like, you know, and we have to you know, we have to respect the, you know, the people that, you know <laughs> I mean these you 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 making statements against people that got you a Super Bowl. And yeah, you know, <clears throat> and also, we want to recognize that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had taken him out of the Ring of Honor. Good for you, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You did the right thing, because there's no honor in a racist individual. There's no honor in that. Yes, he shouldn't. He shouldn't be honored. Scratch his name off. There's no place 
but racism. And as Cool G Rap said in one of his albums, erase racism. So, with that, with that being said, that's all I have for as of right now for this segment in the episode of Accountability for Authority. So look forward for more episodes and updates coming to you. From Real Rap Radio. And keep tuning in. For more. And until next time. Be safe. And take care. God willing. Okay.